Brokers. This is episode 27, July 26, 2016. Your host, Nick Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today is a very important show. We have call to action. Call to action for North Tokers. Fairbanks, North Star Borough, through, let's see, a little trickery here, through Diane Hutchinson, Guy Sadley. Uh, we've heard them before in Far North Tokers. Uh, Diane is not a fan of cannabis. Very excited to get this thing going out the door, especially as she's going out the door. Guy Satley, he's been very supportive of cannabis business in general, but at past meetings he has definitely said um, that he is going to have issues with on-site consumption. When this conversation moves on to retail and on-site consumption, I'm going to be a tougher bird on this stuff. I want to go right to the source. This was introduced in committee. It will be Thursday, let's see, July 28th at 7 p.m. Um, at the borough building. I'm just going to read you what it says. So, this was introduced a month ago um, by, by Hutchison and Satley. And this is an ordinance amending to prohibit on-site consumption at marijuana establishments and marijuana clubs um, and add fines. Okay. So, the whereas... Uh, some of these are interesting. Let's go through them. Whereas Alaska Statute 1738-210 provides local governments like the Fairbanks North Star Borough the authority to prohibit certain marijuana establishments by ordinance and whereas marijuana establishments includes businesses per permitting the consumption of marijuana on their premises under proposed state regulations, and whereas on-site consumption should be prohibited because marijuana can provide immediate intoxication with peak levels occurring within 30 minutes after smoking and affect reaction time, attention, language, reasoning ability, perceptual and motor skills, and ingestion of edible cannabis products take longer to reach intoxication but can be more intense depending on the amount of THC included in the edible product. That's a lot of stuff they are talking about that they do not know about. Okay, continuing on. Now, therefore, be it ordained by the Assembly of the Fairbanks North Star Borough. Okay, so now they are changing things to on-site consumption and marijuana clubs prohibited. A, per a person may not maintain, operate, or lease premises for the purpose of providing a place that sells, offers to sell, or delivers marijuana or marijuana products for on-site consumption by the public or by members of a club, association, or corporation. A person may not maintain, operate, or lease premises for the purpose of providing a place for consuming marijuana or marijuana products for consideration by members of the public or other persons. And in this section, consideration includes a membership fee, 
a covered charge, a sale of food, ice, mixers, or other drinks, or the furnishing of marijuana accessories for use in the consumption of marijuana or any marijuana product. Penalty for offense, $1,000. Warning, none. This will become effective um, 5 p.m., I suppose, on Friday if this gets voted on. There will be public comment. Uh, everyone needs to go out and really, we need to talk about why. Why do we need it? Why do we need on-site consumption? Places to do that. We've talked about this in Far North Tokers back to episode 10 with the Higher Calling Club. Tourists are going to need somewhere to go. What What are they going to do? Um, It's going to be it's going to be horrible. Um, not horrible. It's the same as it always is, right? Hiding behind cars, walking behind trees, um, doing it in your rental car, doing it in your hotel, then getting charged a fee for smoking in the room. Um, why not provide places for all the tourists that are coming up to take advantage of our cannabis industry? Why not provide them a place to consume? Some of them are just going to want to try it, they consume, um, and try new things, especially with the new concentrates. Um, people don't have the tools at home to take advantage of the concentrates. People are going to try them out. It's a good place to take a sample. If you can consume in bars alcohol, there's no reason you can't consume cannabis in the same uh, kind of venue. This is ridiculous. This is reefer madness all over again. It's a, it's a place to take a foothold and try to stop it. We, as cannabis um, smokers, consumers, want a place where we can go meet other people that are consuming. Some people, you know, I can't bring a lot of people home to my house. Um, there's different things going on in the house. that it, um, To be able to go out to a club, a neutral place, get together with people, meet new people, talk. THC was THC Club was great for that as far as um, I sat in one of the biggest circles I've ever been in. Um, Jays are flying, bowls are coming around. Um, it was good. That was a great night. That was a good night. I met a lot of good people there. Um, still talk to the, the people I met there. So I completely enjoyed on-site consumption. It was great. Um, we have the ability to be the first. Let's go out and tell tell the borough assembly that we want these things. You know, there's nine people. There's Satley, Hutchinson, and Roberts are all going to vote um, for this. So that's three. Um, there's six others. How are they going to vote? We will see. But what I want to do is let's let's take a step back and look at the history of Alaska and on-site consumption right now. And what the first place to go to is really, let's go back to this Associated Press article back from November 20th, 2015. This is where the excitement starts. Alaska regulators are first to okay marijuana use at the pot shops. Okay. Juneau, Alaska, AP. The board tasked with writing rules for Alaska's recreation marijuana industry voted Friday to allow for people to use pot at certain stores that will sell it, a first among the four states that have legalized the drug. 
The 3-2 vote by the Marijuana Control Board also changed the definition of the term in public to allow for consumption at some pot shops, none of which are open yet. Colorado, Washington, Oregon have legalized recreational marijuana but ban its public use, including in pot stores. This would put, I think, Alaska in the forefront on the issue, said Chris Lindsay, a legislative analysis with the Marijuana Pro Policy Project. On-site consumption was a hot topic during the public comment process in Alaska. Board Chairman Bruce Schulte, who offered the amendment, said there appeared to be a public demand for such facilities. Bruce Schulte is no longer the board chair, by the way. Um, he it, With a simple vote, it was taken away from him. Voters last November passed the state's initiative legalizing recreational pot use by those 21 and older. The initiative banned public consumption, but didn't define public. Regulators adopted an emergency regulation earlier this year when the law was taking effect that defined in public as a place where the public or substantial group of people have access. Oh, man. And this is the thing. Public. It, it meant outside, in front of everybody, not in clubs. Some initiative supporters thought the definition was too restrictive, saying it would seemingly even bar pot consumption at weddings or office parties. Uh, I want to be at both of those. I want to be at a cannabis wedding and a cannabis office party. The board amended the definition to allow for consumption in designated area at certain licensed pot stores. It previously said it lacked the legal authority to create a type of license permitting public use. Cynthia Franklin, the board's director, said she expects another round of regulations detailing exactly what will be allowed at those stores, such as the types of marijuana. Tim Hinterberger, a sponsor of the Alaska Initiative, said allowing a retail establishment to be licensed for online consumption is a good and necessary step, especially to accommodate the tourists. However, he still thinks the definition of public is too broad. Hinterberger said he hadn't read the amendments yet, but read about the developments in the news. In Colorado, where legalization banned pot use in public and in bars, marijuana tourists and activists had complained the limits are too restrictive. People had been ticketed for smoking pot on sidewalks and in public parks. Maybe that's the point, huh? More revenue. In Washington, use is restricted to a private place, and there's been no move by the legislature to open that up said Brian Smith, spokesman to Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board. Alaska's Cannabis Control Board also voted to scrap a proposed regulation banning marijuana clubs. Schulte said the intent behind that was not to sanction or endorse the clubs, but he said if the board has no authority in the initiative to regulate the clubs, as an attorney for the board stated, it also cannot prohibit them. Harriet Milks, an assistant attorney general serving as counsel to the board, and Franklin said such clubs are illegal. So right now... Um, we have Potluck and Green Rush. They are both working in this gray world of um, allowing on-site consumption. They say they are a private club. Um, we'll see. I, it didn't happen here. It was close for Marcus Moors. He, he had other things pulling him east. So hopefully we see more of that come out. Eh, back to the story. The Alaska regulations once adopted will undergo a legal review by Alaska's Department of Law. It's still illegal to buy marijuana in Alaska because businesses have not yet been licensed to sell it. That comes in September. All right. The board is set to begin accepting business application in February with the initial industry licenses expected to be awarded in May. Okay. Just saw today, Pakalolo. They've got their um, license now. I'm hearing it's claimed they are the official cult first cultivator in Alaska. I've seen a couple people say that, so I'm not sure exactly. But um, that that's where it started, you know. Um, let's let's see. Right after that happened, 
in the state, the local people all started getting worked up. Oh, no, we can't have this. We can't have this. And we've got a, a Newsminer article here by Robin Wood. And go into that. Alaska's on track to be the first state in the nation to allow for the consumption of marijuana in retail stores in, in which it's purchased. Fairbanks area local government are a mixed view of the decision, with some saying the move is within the scope of the initiative that legalized the drug and others disagreeing. The Cannabis Control Board, the panel tasked with writing rules for state's coming marijuana industry, voted 3-2 in November, as we heard earlier, to allow for on-site consumption at some shops. Control Board is expected to begin issuing business licenses in May. The CCB director, Cynthia Franklin, calls the on-site consumption decision a placeholder, while staff draft official rules and regulations to determine under what circumstances the board would give approval to permit consumption. Franklin said on-site consumption would be an endorsement on top of the license the board already issued, a type of extra privilege. That extra privilege makes sense to FNSB Mayor Carl Castle, who said the voter-approved ballot issue was designed to treat marijuana like alcohol. Agreed. So having establishments where it's legal to partake would be summer to alcohol, Castle said. Agreed. Castle and Van Lawrence, assemblymen, believe on-site consumption may require new approaches to borough zoning. Castle said the state and borough already have buffer zone discrepancies. The zoning ordinance didn't anticipate smoking clubs, so we may have to amend that, Lawrence said. The legalization if is a message is that marijuana should be treated like alcohol. So I don't have any problem with the board's on-site initiative, Lawrence said. Not all borough assembly members view on-site consumption favorably. Okay, here we go with Lance Roberts. He says these clubs are extremely dangerous. In a smoking establishment, you can't really have designated drivers, he says. You've got people who go there for the express purpose of getting high, and then they're going to want to drive home. Roberts says he has emailed legislators asking them to create legislation to stop marijuana clubs. In regards to the legislature, the control board's recent decision may have scratched and awoken a sleeping giant, said David Peruse, Fairbanks City Councilman. Peruse was responsible for a pair of ordinances in the city of Fairbanks creating fines for public consumption of marijuana and disturbing others with pot smoke. Peruse said he does not plan to address pot clubs with an ordinance. He did later, and then he pulled it back. Peruse disagrees with the notion that on-site consumption would be congruent with alcohol. I don't for the life of me know of any retail site that allows consumption on site. So he's kind of saying you can't go into Safeway, buy your alcohol and drink it there. City Councilman Jim Matherly said allowing on site consumption is fair. Although Matherly was against legalization, he said he would do his best to honor the will of the voters. If somebody wants to open a pot shop that you can go to and smoke it like a bar, it's fine, Matherly said. Does it thrill me? No, it doesn't thrill me. And as we saw last night with Good Sense, and um, the way Jim Matherly was acting with Daniel Peters, um, this is not the case. Uh, Matherly does not seem to be pro-cannabis. We shall see. He is running for city of Fairbanks mayor against Eberhardt, who, um, who answers via email. He said it would be premature to take an official stand until final proposed regulations are released. Although we've been having internal meetings to discuss monitor developments such as the opening of the Higher Calling. Okay, uh, back in history. The Higher Calling is a pot club that opened in downtown Fairbanks on Monday. <laughs> awesome, you guys. Right when they allowed on-site consumption, bam! The possibility of allowing on-site consumption is a separate regulations package. Okay, so um, the vote allowing on-site consumption was an interesting twist at the end of the the CCB's meeting, Castle said. 
All right. So from that, we get into um, Alaska. What are they going to do? What do they what do they see as their vision for on-site consumption? Okay, so this is another Associated Press. This is from April 27th. This is a few months ago. Um, so out of Juneau, Alaska, from Associated Press, some activists have a vision for Alaska's upstart marijuana industry that could have Anchorage looking more like Amsterdam in the years ahead. Just like the city in Holland, where pot can be legally purchased and smoked in shops, tourists arriving in Anchorage would be able to jump in a taxi and ask the driver about the best cannabis cafe in town. Sweet! Once there, they might mingle with business executives foregoing a martini lunch in favor of joint. Can't wait. We just know when the tourists show up, that will be one of the first questions, said David Straub, who owns a cultivation business on six acres of land about 50 miles north of Anchorage. Under the legalization law passed in 2014, Alaska is on track to become the first state in the nation to allow on-site consumption of marijuana in some businesses that will sell pot. The first retail marijuana businesses aren't expected to be licensed until September, which is one month away. Near the end of a cruise ship season and a bit too late to cash in on tourism this year. Rules for on-site consumption still must be finalized. The CCB planned to consider draft rules Wednesday for how to separate consumption areas and stores. There's also a question of what would happen to the marijuana products that people buy to smoke or eat on the premises but don't finish. Attended that meeting. That was silly. What's going to happen with what's left over? Um, throw it away. Um, during a break of the meeting, some people described their vision of the future. I think that we would be doing a disservice to the public if we did not have Cannabis Cafe, said board member Brandon Emmett of Fairbanks, who represents industry concerns of the five-member panel. Alaska voters approved legalizing recreational use of marijuana for people 21 and older with the expectation that it would be regulated like alcohol. Emmett said that means allowing pot cafes just like bars. If other cities around the planet, like Amsterdam, some places in Spain and Morocco, were consumption is illegal. They haven't seen the sort of social ills that have been associated with alcohol, said Emmett, noting he can't speak to the will of other board members. Here in Alaska, we'll be able to implement that policy responsibly. The board had pot tourism in mind last year when it voted to allow for certain retail shops to let patrons partake on site, but not everyone envisions Anchorage being as wide open as Amsterdam. Brian Thorpe, who's applying to operate retail and small grow business in the state, said he sees a few shops opening at first and others coming later. The first openings could be a zoo, as curious crowds check out the scene. Destiny Need of Fairbanks has expressed interest in allowing for on-site product consumption of retail shops she hopes to run, but she's looking for guidance from the board, particularly about the potential liability of business after patrons leave a store. Alaska is one of four states that have legalized recreational use of pot, but none have allowed on-site use of the drug. Colorado's 2012 marijuana amendment bans public use, but the law is interpreted differently around the state. At least two Colorado cities, Pueblo and Nederland, have statutes allowing limited on-site consumption at over 21 private clubs. Awesome. Voters in Denver may consider a ballot measure this fall to allow pot clubs or tasting rooms. Colorado tasting rooms? Interesting. I like the sound of that. Why wouldn't you want to taste some of the nugs you're, you're going to be buying? <clears throat> Colorado lawmakers have mulled but not formally proposed a statewide change to the public use law. Emmett, the CCC, CCB more member, sees on-site consumption in Alaska as a bellwether for the nation. I think federal legalization is going to happen in the next five years, he said, predicting that attitudes will open up in Alaska then across the United States. 
I think when we look back on this in 15 years, people will wonder what all the fuss was about. Agreed. All right. Now, we get to back to local. We have some uh, the borough wardens, as we talked earlier. This is a the news miner opinion. Okay, um, last month, one month ago. This I guess this is right after they heard it in committee. As expected, the FNSB ordinances governing the now legal marijuana industry have proved to be an incomplete work. Two ordinances introduced at Thursday night's borough assembly meeting proposed some important revisions to the borough's marijuana regulations. The first, by Hutchison and Sally, would prohibit the establishment of businesses or clubs allowing on-site consumption of cannabis and cannabis products obtained at those locations through either a direct or indirect monetary transaction or providing accessories used in marijuana consumption. Language accompanying the proposed ordinance, which we read earlier, suggests a public safety risk similar to that of a drunken driver. Violation, $1,000 fine, no warning. The proposed ordinance comes after the state CCB proposed a regulation allowing a person to consume cannabis or cannabis products in the retail store in which the products were purchased. Public comment on that regulation ended last month. The borough will now decide whether to adopt that regulation. The second marijuana proposal note comes from Lance Roberts, who wants to specify how the borough government relates to the state CCB board when an approved state license makes its required stop at the borough for the opportunity of local residents to protest that license. Oh man, he's putting up a big gate. Um, yeah, with several state licenses having come to the assembly already, some reasonably clear criteria would be helpful for the assembly when considering whether to protest the license. This is a separate process from that which may, may or may not occur depending on the type of marijuana operation. For the issuance of a required borough permit, Mr. Roberts' proposed ordinance, if approved, would require the mayor's office to determine whether the borough has an interest other than the payment of property taxes that can be protected by protesting the issuance. Blah, blah, blah. His proposal lays out several points that would be grounds for the assembly to formally protest a state license. So this is what he is saying. These are the things that these are the things that the borough should protest. Why they should protest. Okay. Whether or not the applicant has complied with conditions. Okay. He's not even going to see them until the CC board has said they're good. Uh, next. Concerns about public health or safety, including pedestrian traffic safety. That is done with zoning. That's already been done a year ago. All the sensitive factors have been done. If things aren't safe, you make them safe. Next. The character and public interest of the surrounding neighborhood. So, um, the character and public interests of surrounding neighborhood sounds a little bit like, um, you can have your pot shop, but not in my neighborhood. Um, I'm not sure about that. I wonder where he wants to go. Um, not, I don't like that. The character and public interest. Huh. Any grounds specified in state regulations? Exactly. And any other factors the assembly determines at its discretion to be relevant. Oh, that's good. So he wants to write these these things down as these are the reasons we do, and then anything else we decide later. <gasps> Hopefully, this does not go anywhere on Thursday. That I think is the big one to go against because he can just strike anyone down at any time. You never even get to the on-site consumption aspect. 
The ordinance by the three assembly members would make significant changes to the marijuana scene in the borough. The assembly will discuss each of them at the Committee of the Whole meeting July 21st, which was last week, followed by the public hearing at the regular assembly meeting on July 28th. That's two days from now. That is Thursday, the 28th, 7 p.m. Uh, the meeting officially starts at 6. I think they're trying to get uh, public comment in by 7. All right. Now, we get to this point. We've been talking. It's going back and forth. Um, the state approves things. The um, the borough is trying to combat things the state's doing. Now, at the last meeting, uh, July 7th, Thursday morning, we have Mark Springer, Peter Minarik, um, let's see, Brandon Emmett, Bruce Schulte, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Mm, that's too bad. Missing someone important. Ah, oh, that's because he wasn't there at the meeting. He was on the phone. What was his name? Don't remember his name. Sorry, sir. So uh, let's go into this. This is what the official ruling is right now on on-site consumption. This is done by Kevin Baird uh, from the Newsmeyer. CCB passed a substantive amendment to the draft regulations for on-site consumption at marijuana retail stores during a Thursday board meeting in Fairbanks. Uh, Good Sense was there. We were approved Friday. Very fun, very happy day that day was. The amendment would allow a person to purchase marijuana at a licensed on-site marijuana consumption retailer and then leave with any leftover marijuana products as long as the products are in a resealed package. So you buy it, you go in smoke, you don't smoke at all, you go out, get another package, and they seal it for you right then. My desire is to see a space where people can purchase products and consume a legal portion and then leave the remainder of it in a legal fashion, board member Mark Springer said at the meeting of the FNSB, Mona Lisa Drexler Chambers. Now, when I was hearing this, this is a thing I thought was kind of funny. <clears throat> You're going to go in and buy a gram. Um, it's like going in and buying a beer. Um, going in and buying a glass of wine. Do you do you ask to take home the leftover wine? Are you even going to have any? Do you um, do you ask to take the leftover beer? Some places they recork wine bottles. Yeah, I, I've seen recorking of wine bottles, but that's a difference than a, a glass of wine. Um, so I did not understand that, Mark Spring. That I he's not a consumer, so I think that's one of the issues was. Before the amendment, the draft said marijuana products may not leave the premises of an on-site consumption retailer. Peter Menlark carried dissenting vote. I just support the way it was written. He didn't like he didn't like anything leaving. Because the amendment would be a substantial change to draft regulations, Assistant Attorney General Harriet Milks said the updated draft must go out for public review and comment for 30 days before the board can officially approve the regulations. Board member Bruce Schulte said there's a possibility he would introduce another amendment or two for the on-site consumption regulations if there's time. Since these regulations are going back to the public for review, he said it wouldn't hurt to try. Board member Brandon Emmett said he would like to see an on-site consumption regulations passed during the board's next meeting in September. It's a bit disappointing to see the board kick the can down the road today. As a member of the industry, I would have liked to see it approved today. There's been a lot of effort put forth by staff. The board has had significant time to review it. It's a job we need to get done. 
tentative timeline suggests the first marijuana business license could be issued in September, making it important to have the marijuana industry regulations in place. The board meeting reconvenes at 9.30 a.m. today. The board will finish reviewing marijuana business license applications, and that's when GoodSense got taken. Yeah, so GoodSense was accepted in July 8th. Um, last night, July 25th, City Council says they need time to think about it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, what we have now, now we have the reaction back again to the local. So, no, I've been talking too long. I, you know what, what I'm going to make, I'm going to make this easy. I'm still using my Aura Dabber, and this thing is uh, sweet. Uh, Dr. Dabber, I guess. I really like it a lot. Um, one thing, Aaron Worthen can put out some beautiful dab to fill this thing with. Um, I've been learning different methods on how to get it into here, which is always fun. So let me um, spark this up. Let me heat this up a little bit and go at it. When you grab a hold of me, you tell me that I'll never be set free. But I'm a parasite. Ooh, Alright. Amanda Bowman. Ah. She's been covering a lot of cannabis news. We'll see. Um, eh, let's go. Cannabis news from Amanda Bowen. Bowman. Fairbanks. A proposed ban on cannabis cafes came before the Fairbanks North Starboro Assembly for a brief discussion Thursday before a finance committee meeting. The two assembly, meters, assembly members want to outlaw the cafes, citing public safety concerns. Third assemblyman grilled them on why they are concerned about smoking and driving when drinking and driving is a well documented public safety issue. I swim, but I wish I'd never I, I think that's the issue. Let's not focus too much on if you're not doing what alcohol. There's an issue. You gotta admit there's an issue as far as drinking and driving, being impaired and driving. Um the more we get into the industry, the more we're going to figure out how how much the human body is impaired by cannabis. Is it impaired by Coca-Cola? Is it impaired by milk? Is it impaired by um, a Big Mac? Is it impaired by kids screaming in the back? Is it impaired by jamming to your favorite music, you know? I don't know where let's let's go on assemblywoman diane hutchinson and assemblyman guy Siley explained why they're proposing the ban which comes up for public hearing and vote thursday i cannot find where another community in this country allows legal on-site consumption of marijuana hutchinson said i don't think we know the ramifications public safety wise yet she's afraid to be first why why are you afraid to be a leader you're there to be a leader on our assembly let's do it right she read from studies indicating that marijuana affects a driver's reaction time, hand-eye coordination, and tracking. 
Hutchinson is a long-time opponent of legalized marijuana, which the Alaska voters approved in 2014. Satley said he is not opposed on the sale of pot. He just doesn't want people driving after using it. I think that certainly outside the cities, most patrons of these consumption places are going to drive, he said. I just don't think it makes much sense to have them driving away. If the measure is approved, it's not clear yet whether it would apply in all the borough or outside the cities. Legislation awaiting the governor's signature would make the ban apply outside of the cities. The Alaska Cannabis Control Board is allowing marijuana retailers to apply for a permit for on-site on consumption. The board has been approving licenses for marijuana growers in recent weeks and expected to begin approving retailers' licenses later this year. It's back and forth. State. Borough. State. Borough. State. Borough. Okay, so let's... Let's zoom out of Alaska now. Let's go look at what Colorado is dealing with in this situation, and specifically in Denver. Their ballot measure two was called Amendment 64. And what I'm reading from now is from the cannabis. Let's take a drink here. And cannabis is a great site to be looking up things about what's going on in Denver. Um, it's site right within the um, uh, the newspaper right there, the Denver Post. So um, what I'm going to be doing is reading from the cannabis website. And this was from this last year, actually. And this is how they are talking about how they are gearing up for on-site consumption. Amendment 64. As one of the people who conjured up Amendment 64 and was considered one of the two primary sponsors, I can attest to the fact that they're wrong. It's Fert said. Amendment 64 intentionally did not prohibit private businesses from allowing adults to responsibly consume marijuana premises. I don't know where they would get that. It said it would be illegal to consume openly and publicly, but it's not open or public if it's in a private business. That's the whole point we're saying here in Alaska. Kilroy wasn't prepared to comment on the point Wednesday. All that gets into a lot of legal analysis, and I'm not ready to comment, she said. But there is that issue. If it is a private commercial business that is open to the public, is it considered private? Kilroy deflected the question to Assistant City Attorney <clears throat> David Broadwell, who also had no comment on the issue of Amendment 64 prohibiting the public consumption of cannabis. They think there's a need to do it, right? All we're doing is making a technical review of the proposal. Broadwell said he does wonder why proponents decided to word their proposal so broadly, rather than just allowing private cannabis clubs. Well, he started with a bank in Colorado. Bert said the broad nature of the proposal is intentional. It's really irrational to allow adults to consume this product, but prohibit them from using it in the private places that would allow it, especially with tourists, Fert said. We allow adults to purchase limited amounts of marijuana, and they should be allowed to have a place where they can consume it legally. Perfect. Now, what Colorado ended up doing, they ended up starting this initiative July 2015. The campaign for limited social cannabis use. 
there was a ballot initiative that they got going and it was their way they were going to um, deal with the situation on-site consumption they collected enough ballot uh, enough signatures for it to go on the ballot in 2015 but the organizers pulled it off um <clears throat> they said they had got enough attention and they were going to work with uh, community organizers, leaders, lawmakers to come up with a good solution to this problem. Here we are a year later. It's going to be on the ballot this year. Um, we'll see. Let's, let me read. This is from, this is about initiative, which we can do ourselves. Neighborhood supported social use, Denver, 2016. The neighborhood supported cannabis consumption pilot program. July 8th, 2016, was designed with the interest of both cannabis consumers and Denver neighborhoods in mind and requires all cannabis consumption permit holders to engage local neighborhoods before gaining approval from the city to ensure neighborhood compatibility and to address all community concerns. This is kind of what Lance was going at. The initiative empowers eligible neighborhood organizations to be involved in the permit approval process by providing input on permanent restrictions to protect the interests, health, safety, and welfare of the surrounding community. It provides maximum flexibility in terms of the type of establishments that may allow social cannabis use, but balances that flexibility with a permitting process that incorporates community input to ensure the establishments are not only properly regulated, but also have the local support. Especially in business improvement districts, this initiative empowers local business owners to create a differentiation in their business model to bring local consumers to their underutilized areas while working with their eligible neighborhood organizations to do so in a manner that is respectful of community culture and existing priorities for the neighborhood. With oversight from law enforcement, fire and health officials, as well as director of excise and licenses, all cannabis consumption establishments must fulfill robust safety and security requirements in order to maintain a cannabis consumption permit. As this is a new endeavor for all stakeholders, this proposed ordinance has a sunset provision that dissolves this ordinance after four years from passing it, and if it had not been extended by city council or voter initiative prior to that time. The ordinance is set to expire December 31st, 2020, unless extended by city council or a future voter initiative. Okay. Lessons from last time around. Now, here's their explanation as to why they pulled it off the ballot last year. In July 2015, the Campaign for Limited Social Cannabis Use launched a petition drive to qualify an initiative for the November 2015 ballot in Denver. The goal of the campaign was to change the laws in the city so that adults could congregate and enjoy cannabis socially, just as alcohol consumers do. We were frustrated that this issue was not being addressed by city leaders and wanted to push things forward. Thanks to the generosity and hard work of supporters who contributed to that effort, we collected enough signatures last year to qualify for the ballot. In what some considered a surprise move, we formally withdrew the ballot initiative to work with Denver civic and business leaders who acknowledged the need to address this issue and at the time committed to work with us to develop a social cannabis use law that reflects the interest and concerns of all parties. Our efforts last year put this issue on the collective radar of both the city officials and Denver business leaders, and we have had more productive conversations with them about social use in a few weeks last year than we had in previous two years combined. Again, I don't know why they pulled it off. Just do it, right? Withdrawing was not a decision that was made lightly. The campaign was driven by the same spirit and passion that drove our work on the successful legalization initiative in Denver in 2005. The Amendment 64 campaign in 2012 and in efforts to expand the medical marijuana system and cannabis consumers' rights in all the years in between. 
There's certainly no fear as far as campaign leaders are concerned in pushing the envelope and taking matters to the voters. But conversations last year convinced campaign leaders that there is a sincere desire on the part of city leaders to address this issue in a collaborative manner. And these are not just closed-door assurances. As you can see this in the front-page Denver Post story, city officials and prominent business groups have been willing to express publicly their commitment to finding a workable solution to this issue. This is why we are working alongside eligible neighborhood organizations, civic leaders, to ensure this time around we do it right and with respect to all stakeholders regarding this important discussion. Okay, that was about two weeks ago. Okay, and what we're going to end up on, let's go to looking where it's at right now for them. Rules in Denver, what do they decide as public use? Okay, um, where, where am I allowed to consume retail marijuana? Answer, retail marijuana is intended for private personal use. Such use is only legal in certain locations not open or accessible to the public. Marijuana may not be consumed openly or publicly. Can I consume marijuana in public? No, it is illegal to consume marijuana in public. This includes, but is not limited to areas accessible to the public, such as transportation facilities, schools, amusement, sporting, music venues, parks, playgrounds, sidewalks, and roads, outdoor and rooftop cafes. It is also illegal to smoke at indoor but public locations like bars, restaurants, and common areas and buildings. Okay, and then it gets down to, can I consume marijuana in a licensed retail store? No. Are there social clubs? No. Um, let's see. Can I consume on public transportation? No. Here was an interesting one. Can I consume inside a smoke-friendly hotel? It's up to the discretion of the hotel. Now, why can the hotel decide, but another business can't? Maybe they can. Okay, we'll read down further. Now, it says, Denver City laws prohibit consumption on balconies, if visible from any public place. Hmm, interesting. Um... And then they've got within um, the parks. And here's the last question. Are there additional restrictions on public consumption of marijuana in Denver that I should know about? On residential private property, retail marijuana consumption in any outdoor location is illegal unless the person is the property owner or leasee or has been granted express or implied permission by the property owner or leasee. On private non-residential property, marijuana consumption is illegal in any outdoor location if it is clearly visible from a public place. All right, there we have it. What do we have to gain from that? I don't know. Do we want to be like Denver? No. Do we want to do it right in Alaska? Hell yes. Why do we keep trying to be like everyone else? I don't know. Why are we afraid to be uh, Alaskan? Why do we not just take this leap and go? Let's be, let's do it right. Let's do what the other three states are afraid to do. Let's show the country we can do this right. Let's get it on. Thursday. 7 o'clock, Borough Chambers, public comment.
Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud. Search Mid Toker. See you.